0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Anceño and the Strengths Podcast. And for today's special guest, we have Christine Palm. Hi, Christine. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank
0: you for having me. Thanks for being here, Christine. Christine is an entrepreneur and an investor, and she's the owner of Sidewalk Property Solutions. But I'm going to let Christine introduce herself um, because I'll probably mess up. (laughs) I'm just joking. But (laughs) she'll tell us more about what she does. Thanks, Christine.
1: Yeah, so I wholesale real estate, meaning I do a lot of marketing to find motivated sellers who want to sell their house as is. So if you think about a house that needs a lot of repairs, um, that's what I'm looking for. So what I do is I go to their house and I make them an offer based on comps and the condition of their house and how much work we would need to put into the property. And then I make an offer based on that. So once they agree and I get under contract, I have a network of investors who like to rehab houses and they'll either rehab the house to resell it or to put it into their rental portfolio. So um, then they buy my contract from me. So mostly I do Most of my work is in finding the motivated sellers. So that's that's my main main business. (laughs) That's a lot.
0: That's a lot of research from both sides. Say, like you know, when you have an online business, like the research is trying to find your clients, but you actually have to find sellers and buyers for your business.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So one good thing that's one thing that's easy easier about the buyers is a lot of times these buyers they're not looking to just move in they're looking to make it their investment property Mm -hmm. so once they finish with that property then they want to buy another one so my buyers tend to be repeat customers whereas my sellers not as much
0: yeah well that will make a sense But uh, the the reason I brought Christine over, like I brought her here, like to this podcast was trying to figure out, right, because it's the first time I actually have somebody who is um, an investor like you are, most of my guests are like, you know, they're coaches or they're VA's or they're, you know, spiritual healers and stuff like that. So it was just like, okay, how do we fit in? But from what Christine's telling me as well, it's like, I think this is a great way for people who are entrepreneurs to think about, you know, another stream of incomes as well. Uh, and that's I'm speaking for myself here because I always wanted to invest in property <laughs> as well. I always did. It's like my father. My father when I was growing up, my father used to invest in properties a lot, and that's how he, he made his like he made his wealth. So I always there's something. I always wanted to dig in, but uh, Christine, before you started doing this, what's what's your background? I just, I just want to know a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, well, um, I grew up and my dad was a pastor of a church, and there was four of us kids. My parents didn't really make a lot of money. Um, I know when I was seven is when I caught my entrepreneur bug because I loved riding my bike, and I lived in the Bay Area of California, and I just left would leave my bike out in the front yard. And my parents told me, hey, you can't leave your bike out, it's gonna get stolen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And it got stolen. And they told me, you know, since you didn't take care of the things that we've given you, you're going to have to raise your own money to buy a new bike if you Uh. want a new bike. Yeah. And, and (laughs) I, I didn't get allowance. We didn't get weekly money from our parents. So I had to go out and hustle and rake the leaves and clean people's bathrooms and all this stuff. And I, I eventually, uh, saved, I think I remember $67 and this is back in the eighties. I raised $67 and my dad was so impressed. He was like, I think you should be able to buy a bike with that. And if you need more money, I'll lend it to you and you could pay me back. Well, I went and I was like, (laughs) well, I want one on sale because I don't want to have to pay my dad back. And I did, I found one for less than $67 and I bought my bike. And ever since then, I've always been trying to make my own businesses I cleaned houses I babysat I did everything I did uh you know as I grew up and was an adult in college I Mm -hmm. did multi-level marketing I did I tried to start my own cleaning business and you know they didn't always they didn't none of them were very successful uh the only one closest to being successful was having an Amazon FBA business. And so that, that was successful for a little while, but then I was, you know, I think I've been more passionate about real estate since, since for the entire time I've been an adult. So, um, I don't remember how I learned about it, but (laughs) it's always been something that I want. So when I had this opportunity, I took it and, had to, I had to learn a lot about myself, I had to learn more sales skills, I had to learn about marketing, I had to learn how to talk to people. And um, I also had to learn how to follow up that's one thing I didn't do in my MLM businesses. I didn't follow up with people. And so nobody <laughs> signed up. With I
0: me. know. I, so. I hear you. you know, Cause I was in MLM for a while and it was, it was hard to do follow-up, especially when people were like, I'm not interested in that. It's kids. What is this? a pyramid <laughs> scheme. And you're like, no, it's not a pyramid scheme. And try to explain it. To them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So again, when the follow-up falls through and you're like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to call them again. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, thanks for sharing that. It's it's interesting to see how people's life story brings you where you are now. You know, it's just like it's that that little tiny tweak or something that happened you experienced when you were a kid, and then suddenly it was like, okay, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna be like this, or I'm, um, you know, you you started forming your determination and you know your resiliency or just like your ideas okay this is what i want and i'm gonna go and get it you know so
1: it's uh, yeah inspiring now so and one other thing i did want to i did want to say about about starting businesses is they say that one in ten businesses succeed only one in ten and so in the past when I would try to start my cleaning business or I tried to start my MLM business and they failed, I just had to tell myself one in 10, (laughs) like (laughs) two down seven to go. And (laughs) so uh, you know, like if something doesn't work out, that doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means you haven't figured out what you need to do. So you just get up, shake, Shake the dust off your shoulders and <laughs> just keep going. I like that. So I like that. But sometimes
0: you think like we really want to start something, and we think that's the one, and because it's working, you know, and might start working, and then you're like, oh, this is not really what I want to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it wasn't as <laughs> fun as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me, so how long you have been do- in
1: this business now? Well, I I'm, I had my first deal in the fall of 2013. Okay. And then I stumbled uh so I had two that fall and then I stumbled and stumbled for quite a while. I ended up having to get a job, you know, to pay the bills mm-hmm. and uh and then that. in 20 <laughs> then in 2018 I went full time. Okay. So I did a lot of cold calling and sending letters to talk to more people and putting signs out on the road saying I buy houses. So, I, what, so I've been doing it full time for three years.
0: And Christine, what happened between 2015, 13 and 2018 that you were like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go full time. You Did you get sick of your job? You hated it? <laughs> Those
1: things. Well, I remember being really upset that I had to get the job. Yeah. So also in between there uh, is also when I had my Amazon business. Mm-hmm. So um but I did at the same time I had to get a job and I remember that really bummed me out cuz I'm not I'm not that great of an of an employee. You know, I have my own ideas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I want to do things my way. And but sometimes you have to pay the bills. Yeah. You know, but um also like I'd spent all my money that I made on those first two deals on marketing and maybe I bought the wrong list and maybe I hadn't worked enough on my sales skills. So, you know, all those things need to come together to, you know, make a deal happen. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, you know, listen to more podcasts about sales and read books about sales. And I think yeah. doing those types of things really helped me to be more successful come 2018. Oh, thanks.
0: So thanks for sharing that, Christine. You no, know, a lot of people they share their success when it's only their success, but it's very rarely they share the part, you know, that it's like, well, I had to do this. You know, because usually she, you see, I started my business yesterday and now I'm making six figures. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think a, I think there's a type error there somewhere. <laughs> Let's fix that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You
0: no, know, it's good to be transparent with people who are starting their business that they think, like, okay, three years. Sometimes, you know, I had a lady today, she was like, the first year was crap, the second year got better. The third year was the year that I started making money, you know. And I think it's like somebody—if mm-hmm. you really love what you're doing, then it's okay if it takes a little bit longer, you know. You get—I think you get more skillful yeah. when, you th- when it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, you because you try everything, yeah. you learn as much as you can, so then you can apply that in different businesses as well, right?
1: Yeah, and I think for me too, part of it was. I, I have compassion for the people who are in those sticky situations where their house is not doing, isn't, isn't in a good shape Mm -hmm. and they don't have the funds to fix it up and they, they don't have the skills to fix it up. And I think I just have compassion for them and I have found ways to help solve those problems for them. And so I think that is something also that has really helped me to be successful up to this point is just being in service to the sellers um and the people who, who need to sell their house.
0: Ah, that's awesome Because so Usually I see like, okay, that's that's all crappy. <laughs> I'll give you this money, you know, I'll try to take it for less. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about this. Um, because I'm really interested, I'm really interesting in this, uh interested in this cold calling. Mm -hmm. follow up your sales strategy. uh, Because as I was saying to you before we started the podcast, it's like, okay, this cold pitching that we do, like people do sometimes online. I know I did it at the beginning when I first started my business. And I was like, OK, then because I was taught that and I was like, OK, let me try it. Um, and, yeah, you get a lot of rejections. You get a lot of eh!
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that kind of thing. You know, at this point, when people do that, when they call pitch me, I'm like, oh, that's OK. They are just starting their business. It's fine. I don't even get angry anymore. <laughs> I'm like, that's OK. <laughs> but tell me, yeah. it works different for your type of business. So um, tell me a little bit more about it,
1: Christine. Okay, so I know that I need to buy houses from people who are motivated to sell. So, I'm able to pull lists of like a list of people who own properties. So, I think for one example is people who don't live in the house. They might have two houses or they may be inherited one or you know, different things like that. And so they've sort of given up on the house and they don't live there. So they're going to be more motivated to sell. So I pull a list like this. I might have 1000, 40,000, who knows, 100, however many people are on the list and I I cold call them. I put it into a dialer where it automatically calls the next person. So I think that if I had to dial <laughs> do, 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 you know, to call each person, I probably wouldn't call enough people, but so I call, and so when they answer, you know, I just okay. First of all, when I first started cold calling, I think I was the first person cold calling about houses in my city. Okay, um, because when I talk to people, they'd say, Wow, I never, nobody ever called me about my house. I get a lot of letters about my house but I don't get phone calls. And so people, so many people would say that to me. This was back in 2018. Well, now in 2021, uh, the thing I hear the most is, oh my gosh, do you all work for the same people? Did you all go to the same (laughs) class? Because 21 people called me this week. You're the third person today. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So to me, you know, like I'm still trying to help people. I'm still trying. Yeah, I want to make money, but I'm still trying to help people. So Mm -hmm. I know how I feel when people call me, I have the, (laughs) the pharmacy people, the car warranty people, you know, and so I personally dislike it when someone calls and says, Hi, I'm, you know, in the Philippines, they don't say that, (laughs) <laughs> they don't say I'm in the Philippines, but, yeah, <laughs> but you can tell you know and they're, they're not when, there. <laughs> you know,
0: they're foreigners. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, how are you today? And I'm like, just get on with it. Why are you calling me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just get to the point. I know that's how I feel. Just hurry up and tell me yeah. why you're calling. Yeah. And if I'm interested, I'll continue the conversation. And so I know that not everybody wants to sell. I know not everybody's house is messed up. So I just try to get straight to the point. I tell them who I am. I ask if they're who the person I'm trying to call. And if they say yes, then I say, great, I'm calling about your house on ABC Street. I wondered if you'd consider selling. And then that way they can quickly know what I'm calling about. And then they can quickly tell me yes or no because I don't want to stay on the phone with them for ten minutes (laughs) if they don't want to sell. Yeah. So I just I just try to get straight to the point, but be polite and nice at the same time. Okay. Then they can tell me. Yeah. So then they can tell me no, I don't want to sell, and I say great. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for your time and hang
0: up. Well, like it's it's a different way. Like when when I was thinking about you saying cold pitching, it's just like usually. You already know what you're calling them for. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, and you know the houses in this state. So you have done a little bit of digging background. You know, it's not straight in like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't know anything about yeah. them. You're just calling someone that is like, I'm just going to see if they want to sell their house. Does it make sense?
1: You know, yeah. You know that yeah so sometimes in the
0: state to be sold, or they might want to consider because of the state mm-hmm. of the houses.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't always know from the list. Okay. I just know that they don't live there. Okay. So they it, they could own it and it could be a rental property. They they could be having their family live there. It could be their vacation home. So a lot of times I have this little button that I can click and it'll pop up the Zillow link to their house. And so if the, if the Zillow estimate is 300,000 or more, uh, Cause our, our houses aren't that expensive in, in Lexington, but if it's more than that, then I don't, I don't talk about that house because okay. normally people's nicer houses are, are more taken care of. They have more money mm-hmm. and they keep up the properties more. Sometimes they're not though. And okay. I let them bring up the address, but you know, sometimes the house isn't in bad shape. So but yeah, so I don't always say the address of the house, but it is easier because then it does feel more personal. This person actually knows that I own this house
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: rather than just I'm throwing throwing a net out and not knowing who I could catch.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, but so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. you have a little bit of information when you reach out the person and you, you know it's something that you can work with. Because sometimes you get this cold pitch on DMs, like on private messaging, and they're selling you something that they haven't even bothered checking on, you know, like, yeah, let's say say somebody will send me I'm a mindset and business mentor and somebody selling me, you know, like a way to like, have better healthy habits or have better daily habits. And I'm like, well, that's what I teach. <laughs> I'm like You haven't, you know, that cold pitching can be a bit annoying. You're like, mm, you don't even know what I do. And you try to sell me something that I do
1: as well. Um, yeah. Or you're like, I'm a beach body coach, and somebody's like, do you want to join my team? And it's like, well, I'm already doing <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. And you get that a lot.
0: And you're like, hold on. But you haven't read the conversation. I think, Christine, I think the worst one was somebody offered me to uh, become a writer on their book. And I'm like, lady, you haven't even looked at my profile. And she was like, Yes, I have. I definitely have looked at your profile. And I was like, No, you haven't. And she was like, Why are you getting so nasty, telling me, right? And I'm like, Because on my banner, you can see my book, and you can say I'm a best-selling author, <laughs> you know, right on the banner on Facebook, and in in my profile as well. And I'm like, <laughs> but it was just like it was the reverse psychology that really did did it for me i was like you actually that, that manipulation that reverse psychology i don't like it and that's when usually i to this lady i completely blocked her i was like i don't even want to have any interaction with her ever again you know yeah and yeah i think a lot of people do that when it comes to sales and it's like you're telling them no and it's like and they try to go around this like you know and i know it's a technique mm-hmm. that we all been taught as sales but it's just like it can be a bit oh yeah you know, as you said, it's just like yeah. you'd rather have somebody being straight up with you and be like, and then you can choose yes or no, you know. And then if you yeah. have your mind, I probably will go back to that person and be like, oh, you know what? I kind of changed my mind. I was like, can we chat now instead of having somebody go and like try yeah. to push me into selling something or
1: buying something as well? Yeah. And I've had people, you know, one of my, philosophies is that I always want to be nice to whoever I'm talking to even if they're being a jerk to me Mm -hmm. and so you know I just be nice to them and I'll I'll quickly try to get off the phone and a lot of times people be like wait you know what you you seem a lot nicer than the other people like they try to force me to sell the house and I was like really like Mm -hmm. like if you say I don't want to sell the house then why are we going to continue talking about you selling the house when you said no? Like, yeah. And yeah. so, when I hear that other people in my industry are still trying to get them to sell the house, I'm like, okay, I just don't get it personally. No, no. no like, no. why waste my time? Why waste your time? Just that's
0: what like a on. person like a person who is going to eventually let's say let, let's say something happens in their future and they're like oh maybe now I'm ready to sell or oh, i need to sell or whatever i think they'll be they'll be more leaning to contact you than the person who was trying to be so pushy before that though you know, I, yeah. I know personally, me as a buyer, I would rather do that. Like, or as, a, as a seller, as a buyer, I'd rather deal with that than somebody mm-hmm. who's like in my face trying to sell me something. I'm like, help, <laughs> get away. Yeah. Okay. Continue. And I
1: think that's partly where where follow up comes in. I was gonna ask that. I mean, yes, <laughs> let's okay. talk about follow up because because one thing that people will say to me when I say I was wondering if you want to sell your house, a lot of times they'll say not right now. No, I don't want to sell right now. And I'll say, Oh, okay. Maybe later. Should I follow up at a different time? And so in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh yeah. Like right now it's springtime. Oh yeah. Call me in the fall or call me next year or whatever. But then I'm like, should I follow up with you later on? And this is after they said, no, not right now. And they're like, yeah, call me back in two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks? (laughs) Like, I'm surprised you want me to call back that soon. But okay, I'll call you in two weeks. So um, so being able to hear that motivation and know that they may want to sell later on. And I'm just going to build a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so if ever they say something about themselves or about the property, I'll try to take notes. And then when I go back to call them, I have all those notes there and I can say, Hey, we talked before we talked about blah, 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 and your house. And you told me to call back in two weeks. So here I am. And so I think that, um, you know, being able to bring up those personal information that they give you, um, cause sometimes the people do say, Oh yeah, call me back next year. And they'll have told me some a story or something the first time we talked and I took notes and they're like, I never talked to you. And I said, well, you had told me about this. And they're like, Oh, I must've talked to you then. <laughs> <laughs> how would you know that? And I was like, well, because I talked to you. So, so that those types of things are helpful being able to bring up something that you've but, talked about in the past.
0: But it's interesting how you can actually, that applies for all sort of business when you do a follow, yes. right? Like you said, yes. you you started out the business and was the same as that. It's that, what do you call it? That norm applies that being able to remember little bits, not nuggets, that they're actually going to be helpful for the second
1: conversation
0: and not going yeah. completely blind on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I talk to so many people and so many people say no. So many people are in the mm-hmm. middle that I I don't remember but then when I read the notes, it like it, it brings yeah. it to my memory. It brings it back and yeah. it's important.
0: And Christine, before um If what would you tell somebody who's starting out their business? Like, you know, like you've started so many. I know they you know, it said it one out of (laughs) ten. But that is important, you know, like you know that that resiliency that you had and you're like, okay, I've tried Mm -hmm. different things, but I knew this is what I wanted to do and just go for it, you know, just Go for it. And now, especially you have a lot of, from the moment that you started that you didn't have that much competition. Now you do, but you don't care. It's like, okay, I'm still going to do it because I love it. And I think that's what it's (laughs) in your business. You're going to have competition. If something works, of course, you're going to have competition. Nobody wants to start a business, copy something that doesn't
1: work. (laughs) It's going to come. Right. Yeah. What would you like to tell somebody who's starting their business? Well, you know, for any any industry you're in, there's always an abundance of deals, there's abundance of money, and I think the main thing to remember is how to be of service to your client, to your potential client, and to keep that in your forefront, to remember that they have a problem that you can solve. And when, you know, from my experience and trying so many different businesses, like it's important to just keep going. If you, if you give a certain business a try and it's not successful, or you're not making any money whatsoever and, and it's taking up all your time, you might want to reevaluate. But also you might want to look inside. Because are you being, are you working that hard on the business? Like when I tried to be a beach body coach, maybe I would post videos of myself doing a workout or of my food. I mean, I love taking pictures of my food, but um, was I contacting people and telling them what I do and that I could help them? Mm-hmm. Those are the three things, you know, like, was I doing that? And so now, after I've learned more about sales and I've learned more about my own mindset, I can look back to that time and I wasn't telling people what I did. I wasn't telling them how I could help them and I can see now <laughs> I can see now why I was not successful in that business. Mm-hmm. so um you know, besides. Besides like maybe trying something new, but maybe looking inside and knowing whether or not you have developed your sales skills. Have you, learnt, have you read books or listened to podcasts about sales or marketing or whatever industry that you're in? Um, I think that is one thing that's really important is to be able to look inside and see where you can make changes. And are you following up? Because like they say, the gold is in the follow up. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. It's a, I
0: was gonna say it's funny how you, how we do that, right? We're like, okay, well, I'm gonna do this little video. I'm gonna do that, and just leave it there, and hopefully, somebody's gonna watch it, and they're gonna come and ask me what I do. <laughs> and <laughs> I, think, uh, I think a lot of us can like relate to that part, you know, having like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but because we we're still trying to find our feet, or we're still trying to figure out how to do it. But as you said, a lot of it is like an inside work. It's like, okay, I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to tell people what what I'm
1: doing. It's not a it's not a guessing mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and also like you have to be okay with rejection. Yes, because what my service might not be for everyone, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know yep. it's okay, and like I. I you know like there's so many houses in my town, it's okay that there's competition you know like some sometimes you know somebody else can can help them or mm-hmm. you know you never know but yeah. but also like if you have a business in like doing giving doing nails or whatever, how many people? need to get their nails done in your in your town and if you even just get one percent of that are you even going to be able to handle one percent so it's okay if there's competition because you can't do it all yeah so yeah no that's true
0: yeah I think competition is healthy though it makes you out it makes you up your game as well when you feel like okay Mm -hmm. you know because I think when you do the same thing and it's like you stay, and there's no nobody to challenge you. You just kind of go stagnant, and there's mm-hmm. you know, and and then it just feels like it feels like that job that you go and you hate, and it's like oh my god, here we go again. So, so you do, <laughs> you start losing motivation. You start losing that you know that spark that I don't know that oh
1: mm-hmm.
0: I want I want to do this more. <laughs> okay, Christine. Lovey, thank you so so much. Before we wrap up, if you can tell us where people can find you if they want to reach out to you. I know uh I know this is like I said, there's no it's very different business the kind of business, but uh <laughs> Christine might have something planned as well. Cause she does since all the business she started and this one being successful and all, she has learned a lot of things along the way that um She might be doing something in the future, but I'm just going to leave it there. So if anybody wants to talk to Christine, (laughs) best if you reach out and talk to her, if you want to get to know her more or how, how to learn how to do this what she does.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I uh, have a Facebook. It's Christine Palm. Uh, I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. And, um, I have a website at www. and I have an Instagram at that name as well. So you can reach me there. Send me a message on either Facebook or Instagram. Um, yeah, if you have a house to sell in Kentucky, <laughs> you can go to my website. <laughs>
0: okay, perfect. Thanks, Christine, so much. And think about—I mean, think about this as like a, another in stream of income because i think uh property is something that is always like very it's valuable like you know it's the locations where you buy it is the way what you do with it and as well like there's always or you can sell it you that's christine does it which is amazing no but the christine once again thank you so so much thank
1: you so much thanks for having me i appreciate it Thanks.
0: And thanks for everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Oh, we'll see you. we we'll hear you. We're, we'll chat next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.MariaCKrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, light, and be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.